Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome back to Folding the Cheese. It's your boy Kemp on the mic today, this Tuesday before the Thanksgiving holiday. And I am joined, as always, by the Sir Braun to my Tyrion Lannister. I grow poor protecting you. Poor. Poor. I'm a knight now. Knights are worth double. Don't even know how much I'm paying you now. Which means you can afford it. Ethan Gelfand. E, what's happening? How did I become a knight? That was always my biggest question. I mean, first of all, Braun spectacular. Tyrion, also spectacular. All you do is drink and know everything. But how did I become a knight? I suppose you killed the right kind of people. I, that would probably do it, I suppose. Braun was hilarious because he was on everyone's side at one point or another. He was out for Braun, and that well, was it. You, you pay him the amount of money, he'll be on anybody's team. So, hey, yeah. he was good to go. Hired mercenary. He was he was a badass and had some great lines and gave no shits about any of the politics that were going on. I was going to say, I just liked his general attitude. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. whatever. I'm just going to drink. I'll kill some people when you need me to. And at the end, he became one of the most, uh, like, owned the most land, had his own kingdom. Like, he became just a wholesome guy. Just hung around. You know what? Yeah. It was all about just survival. At survival. That and and he, he survived. Was that. He was that, a survivor at the That is the literally all he cared about, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you guys do and say whatever you want. Tell me who to kill. I'll, I'll take do care it. of that. Pay me. And then I don't care what else happens. But then the best part is, like, he would, if someone would come to him and say, hey, come be my champion, he would say no. He'd be like, no, I would probably lose that, or that's not enough money, or I don't yeah. care about you. So, yeah. like, he just, like, nah, I'm, I'm good, bro. Yeah, he was all about Braun. Gotta love that. Yes, gotta love all about him. How about uh, we were talking beforehand? This is hilarious. I think <laughs> your your analogy of Jamie Lannister to Jason Pierre Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Okay, rewarding. Jamie Lannister, you know, who was the best fighter in Westeros at a time, uh, get a bits of humble pie when he gets captured and they cut his hand off. And so Kemp, what do they replace his hand with? <laughs> they give him like a bronze, something like bronze hand or something. But, yeah, the best part is awesome. not like not like a hand that's, you know, like a high five hand. It's it's a fist. So it's a yeah. balled up fist. Yeah. And so I, I literally, you know, watching the Bucks game last night and you see Jason Pierre Paul and it's like, huh. He's got a big old fist, what mauled up fist too. They should just right. give, they just give JPP a big old iron fist too. And Jamie, at least they could have like carved out a hole like those hole cans that have the cup holders <laughs> yeah. in them. Yeah, you got a beer in there, or I guess his get him goblet, a beer, right? Yeah, get him a goblet, but carve out a goblet holder for that thing. <laughs> I guess you know it's bronze, and once it's on your hand, like it's pretty much there. Were you watching the game last night, like a lot? Or yeah, I, I watched the um, the entire second half and a little bit of the first half. There was legitimately a five minute window where they just kept showing Jason Pierre Paul on the bench. Yeah. And, you know, he, he had a tipped ball like the prior few plays ago, but then still they devoted way too much time to just throwing him on the bench, just kind of looking dumbfounded at what's going on. 
Like, why are we still looking at Jason Pierre-Paul? So I, I always watch the Manning cast because I find them hilarious and the interviews are great. And so what the problem with that is like a lot of times the camera guy and the main broadcast will zoom in on somebody and the, <laughs> the announcers will be talking about him. But like the Manning brothers don't know that. Like they're just, they're <laughs> they're just, just watching going. whatever the cameraman gives them. And so they're kind of like, yep, there's JPB. <laughs> <laughs> he's, hey, yep, he's been on he's, both teams here. And I'm sure they were doing some story about like his time as a giant, and right. all, you know, the regular broadcast probably covering all kinds of stuff. They're just like, okay, we got another question for Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> you know, did you hear uh, back to Condo Condi? Did you watch any of the? Uh, do you watch the Manning cast at all? I don't. I need to get on that because I always so see clips of it like later in the week, especially when I guess Eli's always ripping Peyton for eating. He does eat uh, a lot. He tried to eat off camera this time, but they had a camera follow him. Obviously, was, that's going to be a thing. So um, they brought on Julian Edelman for the last interview of yes. the night. And he was money in the bank, of course. But they showed uh, Brady and Gronk on the sideline. And they're kind of like, what Uh-oh. are they talking about here? Uh, Jules, like, what, what do you think is going on in this conversation? And he's like, he starts imitating both of them. He's like, oh, babe, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> babe, you know, I, I think I, might, I still got something in my lungs. Like, you know, maybe give me two more practices. I think I'll be right. That's Gronk, you know. You're right. And he's got Brady. He's like, no, babe, you were good, man. <laughs> Just, you know, like that one round, I tried to hit you. And, and you know what? I... I missed just my fault, babe, but you, you did a great route there. And like, I, you know, I turned and went to this guy who was open and uh, I did a different read, but you're good, babe. You're good, babe. You're good. I love that. He's calling them babe. And he's like, and, babe. and so like Peyton and Eli are like, wait, did you say babe? Like, is, what that, is, that? is that what they actually like, call each other? He's like, oh yeah, Brady's, a, he's a baber. Like he'll throw babes around all the time on the sidelines. Like that's wow. his thing. That's what he does. And you're like, did not know that. <laughs> that is a fun fact. I don't know it's if it's a, a great it's fact, a fun fact, but that is a fun fact. Okay, here's a fun trivia question for you. Who, um, what brand or what product does Julian Edelman peddle? He's got. Um, I, I just, just saw, saw the, the commercial. I just saw the commercial last night. It's a sports drink. Uh, no, it's truly. It's truly. Truly. <laughs> That's truly. The thing. That is correct. Of all the products, it's <laughs> Julian Edelman peddling truly. Yes. We know who I mean, owns truly is uh, Sam Adams. Oh, they do? I did not know that. Boston Beer Company owns Truly. Okay. That makes a little more sense. It makes a little more sense, but It's just funny to see. I mean, the commercial is great. It's Julian Edelman sitting at like a broadcaster's table in like a 7-Eleven. And someone, you know, going to get the Truly and he's breaking it down play by play. So, I don't know. But now that does make a lot more sense. Okay. Okay, Truly. Well played. Well played, Truly. Buy Truly's out there. Buy Truly's. Yeah. We are not sponsored by them. These opinions are our own. Um, all right, today we're going to get into around the league. We got a lot of injury stuff to talk about, unfortunately, Jeez. today. Good Lord. We'll hit some blind resumes. We got some waiver wire pickups for you, and then we'll recap the Yahoo League. But, um, dude, Saturday and Sunday, I just felt like both days I was on my phone fidgeting with my lineups because every, <laughs> every hour I got another alert being like, Alvin Kamara is out. And I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of saw that comes like Hollywood Brown has been out. I'm like, what? And they're like, Lamar Jackson is out. What is happening? What was happening? This is wild, dude. Well, I feel like it was, as you said, it was Saturday and Sunday, but it just felt like it was all Sunday, like an hour before kickoff. Oh my God. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. Listen to this list of people that were out. What I would consider mostly unexpectedly, like maybe like you sort of saw it coming on some of these, but like at least game time decision, maybe whatever. So Lamar Jackson was ill and Hollywood Brown was also maybe ill, but had a <laughs> thigh injury. Like his thigh was ill. His thigh was ill. 
Uh, Amari Cooper has COVID and he's unvaccinated. Come to find out, so he's out for so he's this week for as a while. well, right? Elijah Mitchell with that finger injury. We talked about that last week. He was he was called out. DeAndre and Kyler out. Expected, but yeah, kind of expected, yeah. Uh, but you know, all week they're like, yeah, they, they want to play. They might play. Oh, they said they could play, and they're like, oh, they're not. We're not gonna play. Camara <laughs> out. Um, that was sort of came on strong toward the end of the week. Uh, Allen Robinson out. Not that you're starting. Allen Robinson was out of the NFL at this point. Allen Robinson's like <laughs> out due to um, heart feeling. Hurt feelings. <laughs> He's like I quit. out due to anger. I quit this season. I'm out. <laughs> Chris Carson done for the season. Hooray! Uh, official yeah. at least. Just finally, <laughs> <is> Chris. <laughs> that is that is one season long. Do it board bet for me. That's He's a win. got the W. He's already locked in that one. Even Montgomery already in the lead and still playing. <laughs> and still playing. So. As we said about Braun, just about survival. It's all about survival. survival. <laughs> yeah. Carson may have flashed. He may look like Oberon out there looking really good. And then all of a sudden, you know what? Braun's won with the kingdom. So wait, you just, did you just compare Chris Carson to getting his eyes gouged out? <laughs> Pretty much. It was a neck injury, which is close to the eyes. It's close to the eyes. Uh, Oberon is one of my favorite characters, by the way. I love uh, that dude. What was I his just... nickname? The, the snake? No. Uh, crap. What did they call him? Do you remember? Yeah, he's badass. I don't know. Well, I don't he know was a badass. He was from Dorne. Sand Dorn. something. It wasn't like the yeah. sand snake. Anyway. Anyway, he was a badass. Eyes gouged out. That guy might have been the best fighter in the whole thing. But yeah, of course. It was his hubris, man. That's what got it him. It was his hubris. Got him. You're right. Uh, so with Chris Carson out, Rashad Penny actually got the start, which we were like, oh, my God, every year they talk about yeah, Rashad Penny. Rashad He's going to be a great thing. First play, he pulls a hammy. <laughs> That's the Rashad Penny we know and love. Oh, there my God. 18-yard carry, and you're like, nice run. He's like, and he's and pretty he's much done. done. <laughs> I think he played seven snaps the rest of the way, so whatever. Uh, I will say I went back and checked the stats on this because I remember having him a couple of years ago for like a couple of week span where he was a monster. Yeah, I remember having him a couple of years ago where he's all this hype, Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny, and he does nothing. So I oh, remember that Rashad Penny. In 2019, I went back and checked on Pro Football Reference. 2019, <laughs> in weeks 11 and 12, he had 20-plus fantasy points in both those weeks. Those two weeks he started, I guess Carson was out or whatever. Like He started those two weeks and went off. And, and you're like, hallelujah, you know? No, he's always been dead to me. So That's I didn't fine. know he was still here. That's fine. Joe Mix has been dead to you as well. And he's yes. number three, running back number three. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. Jared Goff out. This was really sad. Jared Just Goff was so out. Quick too. That one I feel like was all of a sudden like, oh, because you and I were talking trades and we're talking Hawkinson. And I was like, oh, wait, Jared Goff. Not that Jared Goff's been lighting up the world here, but you talk on, about 11 yards at halftime. Come on. I mean, that is baller. Uh, he's gonna. I think he's gonna be out this week as well. And yeah. Tim Tim Boyle stepped in. So this Tim Boyle thing, we gotta we gotta chat about this for a second. All right. First off, um, it's one thing to like be a backup in the NFL and get your shot and whatever. There's a ton of capable quarterbacks out there. Whatever. Have you heard about this dude's college career? I I hear he's a directional Kentucky guy. He was one of the directional Kentucky guys. Okay, but before he went to Eastern Kentucky, not Eastern. to be confused with Mike White's Western Kentucky. Do you know what the mascot is for Eastern Kentucky? Mm, let's see, Western the Hilltoppers. Yep, Eastern Kentucky. Are they like Eagles? No, I believe they're actually. I believe they're the Colonels. Nope, I was wrong about that. So Kentucky Colonels would make sense. That's a thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're the Colonels. Uh, shout out to uh, my former colleague, Mahogany Green. Uh, when I worked at Central Michigan, she was an assistant with me. And prior to coming from Central, she worked at Eastern Kentucky. Nice. Colonels, that's a good one. 
Um, so listen to Tim Boyle before he went to Eastern Kentucky, he played at UConn for three years. Okay. Mm. He was not often starting. We did start 10 games in his, three years, his UConn career. He was 133 for 275. Okay. So that's less than 50%. Less than 50%. He had 1,237 yards passing. Jeez. One touchdown. <laughs> what? 13 interceptions. How is this guy in One the NFL? touchdown, 13 interceptions. Please tell me he lit the world on fire as a colonel. Please. He also, let me finish here. He also rushed 49 times for negative 122 yards. <laughs> Even Brady's better than that. And then he went to Eastern Kentucky where he was 201 of 327, so 61% completion, 2,100 yards, 11 touchdowns, 13 interceptions again. Jeez. 19 rushes, a loss of 40 yards. And they take, your sack, they take your sack yardage out on Kemp, rushing you gotta, to college. You got to call the Lions, man. You, you can, if I, he's playing, you should listen, be in there. I'm, I'm not kidding when I say this. I can throw one touchdown on 13 interceptions <laughs> for a score. At like UConn. You. I'm telling you, the masses of the world. Like, I'm telling you, I can do that. I'm telling you, I can do that. But what I also didn't understand is they have David Blow or Blau, the Purdue guy, who David Blau, who was money last year. Exactly. Like he is a very competent, capable backup. Was he hurt? Like, why was he not playing? I am not sure about David Blau. He I actually loved played on him there. He played on Thanksgiving last year. Okay? Yeah, he lit it up. Yeah, I uh, I'm not sure what's up with him. We should check that out. Anyway, we don't need to. It's the Lions. They still haven't won, so it's fine. It's the one. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll get but, stat, stat boy on that. Yeah, we'll we'll get on that. What's going on? But then I think uh, there were also a lot of injuries going on during games too, which also woof. You want to talk about your boy CD? Yeah, dude, this was this was bad as well, right? So it's several during game injuries. CD, I saw this play live. Um, he went up for a touchdown catch. It was underthrown. He basically had to play defense. He was behind the defender in the end zone and tried to swat it away. The guy picked him off. He lands on his back. His head slams Snaps on the ground. Back. Yeah, yeah. One of the those. Worst. And and they took him out for a concussion. He's in a protocol. Um, they're not gonna. They're not ruling him out for Thursday yet. They play on Thanksgiving, obviously. Right, but. Not looking good. That's tough, especially with a quick turnaround. You, I don't. I feel like you're not coming out of protocol anytime soon. You don't want to yeah. rush that anyway. Yeah, and then you got Amari, who's on the COVID list, he's already vaccinated, out. so he's out anyway. So like, you're looking again at Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson. And what about a Dalton Schultz? Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz actually will be money in the bank this week. I would expect. So, yeah, AJ Brown, your boy AJ on your on your roster. He left multiple times. <laughs> he hurt his hand early on and came back. And then left again with a chest injury, and he was done for the day. So, yeah, AJ. I mean, AJ. I, I appreciate it really hard. He probably just didn't want to be. Out He's there. like, I don't want to be here anymore. We're losing to the Texans. Can we just? I'm, I'm good. You, I don't know if you watched any of this or saw any I did video clips of this, but Mike Vrabel was hilarious. He's standing on the sideline in the same outfit he would wear to any other game, which is like a long sleeve Under Armour type sports shirt. You know, where he's got the sleeves kind of rolled up a little bit, like mid forearm, yep, and a puffer vest, and that's <laughs> it. And it's it's like downpouring rain. Okay, <laughs> he doesn't have a hat. He doesn't no have a hat, poncho, no jacket, a jacket no nothing. Nothing. He's just sitting there with his little headset on, just getting drenched, and his hair is straight down, slicking wet, down. and just like yeah. and just like dripping all over his face. <laughs> Actually, those were his tears because he was just realizing they were going to lose. You know what? The he, yes, they were mixed in there, no doubt. He was no doubt crying. It was awful. 
Um, and then, you know, Marcus Johnson, who was like, I guess Julio's backfill coming in to uh, the Titans. He left with a hamstring injury, left pretty <laughs> early. So I don't know what's going on with the hand. Titans are just a freaking mash unit. You know, I pulled my hamstring coming up the stairs today. I think it's just something in Nashville. Something in Tennessee, is. man. Um, I stubbed my toe. Is that considered turf toe? That is turf toe. Yeah, that okay. is turf toe. Are you? Well, in I'm, I'm questionable for Sunday. You and Rogers, you're questionable for tomorrow's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick Westbrook-Akine kind of finished as the guy in Tennessee. He's done this before. I thought he was going to be the guy when Julio went down and they gave it to Marcus Johnson. Um, Westbrook-Akine, 7 for 107 in that game, and it was sloppy. So that was that was promising. But anyway, uh, my boy, Justin Fields, my former boy, Justin former Fields, boy. <laughs> left with a rib Asterisk. injury. They said no broken ribs, but they're going to redo x-rays, I guess. Could be some cartilage issues. We're not sure. Andy Dalton came in through a couple of touchdowns. They play on Thursday as well, so keep an eye Good on this one. Yep. Jordan Howard left the <laughs> Eagles game with a knee sprain. Good. Get out of there. Get all the other running backs out. Just let Matt Sanders finally comes back. Let him run. That's fine. Yeah. Well, they were going to do that. And then he fumbled twice within the five yard line. Moving so, on. Miles Sanders on. is the best running back. <laughs> he is the best runner. But uh, so Howard's expected to miss. But you know what they're going to do? They're just going to bring Kenneth Gainwell back in. And they're going to have Sanders, Austin pick up Scott, and Gainwell. They'll pick up another schmo from their practice squad, give him the full carry load, and they'll, they'll sign Le'Veon Bell because he's cut. We're giving. Michael Carter left the Jets game early with a high ankle sprain, so that's anywhere from. I, I, normally, when I hear high ankle sprain, I think four to six weeks. They're yeah. two, to, two to three weeks. I don't know. We'll see. They're trying to but, get him back for the Jets playoff push. That's why. They definitely, they definitely need him back for the division run. <laughs> uh, Tevin Coleman handled the majority of the, col- the carries while he was out, and I think you'll see a split between him and Ty Johnson. Um, but that's a kind of a shame because Michael Carter was actually turned into a nice little back. Uh, one of the few bright spots in the jets, Jamal Agnew, one of the guys we talked about from the Jaguars out yep. for the season with a hip injury, this hip sublimate subluxation or what is sublimation? <laughs> yes. I'll just say whatever I can, it's called I can care. <laughs> subluxation, whatever <laughs> it's called. That's what happened to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, uh, it's, it's happening. Like I've heard like three or is four. Is that what happens? Is that what happened to Bo? Is that no, he, he had a dislocated hip. His was he, dislocated because I remember, yeah. <laughs> I remember when they were talking about his injury. It was the fact that he was so freakishly strong yep. is why the injury the actually happened. Yeah, the force of his leg pounding on the ground pushes oh, that actual leg. tackle. Yeah, because someone, yeah. I think that was probably the origin of the horse collar tackle. Someone got him from behind and pulled yeah, him like he, straight down. Anyway. That's yeah. always what. Whenever I see hip, I just think of Bo Jackson and just go, "Damn." <laughs> yep, same here. I don't think it's the same thing because his actually severed some. I think he severed veins and maybe even an artery that was like it can be life threatening. Are we talking about Bo or Jamal? Bo. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah Bo was, was like bad. really serious, like never you can't ever play again. Kind but of he came back, especially in baseball too. He came back in baseball. I don't know if he came back in football. If he was did. that his last game in football, then. I thought he came back. He wasn't good, but I thought he, I know I, he played baseball again, but yeah, not the I same. I don't know that he played. I don't remember because that was on documentary. I just can't remember right. what happened, but I, one of the best, ever played one of the best 30 for thirties. There was that was a good one. That was a really good one. Um, Zeke sprained his ankle, returned to play. So I don't know. He's kind of getting dinged up in these games, but he's coming back. He's been fine. Not sure about the severity, but it looks like he'll try and play through it. He's playing Thursday as well. I honestly wouldn't, wouldn't care if they rested him this week, right? Cause it is a Thursday no game. Point. And you need him to get healthy. They've got playoff aspirations, but at the same time, without those receivers, like they're going to have to run the ball and they probably can't afford and they can afford a loss, you know? So like 
And yeah, it's a tough spot. It. Uh, but fun. Coach McCarthy, it, if you want to sit Zeke, totally fine. Uh, it's not like I'm playing anybody who has him. Totally fine. <laughs> not like you've got Tony Pollard on your bench hanging out. Oh, so, oh that's right. Oh, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> and Najee Harris left Sunday night with what was most certainly a concussion on a dirty play. And then he magically came back at the end of the game. So kind of reminded me of that Devontae Adams game. Right? He, he <laughs> came back no, a few later. He's fine. Uh, he was an angry concussed patient he was like pushing the medical staff out of the way and stuff they took him to the locker room brought him back out in the field and you're like yeah he's done no he came back no nope. he came back that's the thing like that's what Najee is man i just remember him the stories about him in alabama just that workmanlike ethic just gritty just does whatever it takes and i think pittsburgh is probably the perfect spot for him to have land just because of the history of that team and you know the yeah. whole aura around it he yep. is yeah just gritty he's a he's a He's a tough, tough dude. I, I saw that play as well live, and um, that was a dirty play, man. He was he was kind of airborne, and a guy came through and just formed him right in the head while Ugh. he's while he's like parallel to the ground, and then his head just slammed on the ground. I was like, dude, that's that's an awful, dirty hit, you know? Yeah, that's bad. Anyway, um, so that's that's the injury roundup for the Oof, week. A that's lot of like big a names. Whole episode right there. Yeah, a lot of big names, and there and there are a bunch of you know no names as well that got dinged up as well. But it's just that kind of I guess it's that time of the season, you know, when it's the grind, man. It's the grind, you know. You play eight, nine, ten games, and all of a sudden your body starts wearing down a little bit, and then these people are, injuries happen. And, and when people also, are paying for you to be champions, and you keep fighting, that's what happens. That's right. That's right. So true. Uh, and other news around the league. Holy Jonathan Taylor! Wow. Yeah. Wow. He was that is officially the best output of the season, right? Yes. Or did Tyreek still have it? I think it's the best output of the season. I was gonna I was gonna dig into the Jamal Charles game to oh, see yeah. where it ranks compared to the Jamal Charles best ever fantasy day, but that's fifty four point point four points in our league where you get a bonus for hitting over hundred yards. Thirty two carries, hundred and eighty five yards, four Jeez. rushing touchdowns, three receptions for nineteen yards, and another touchdown. The against the, so, the Bills, man. The against, best against, in the league. Right. Against the best defense in the league at home. It was in Buffalo. In Buffalo. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. If it was in Indianapolis, it's like, okay, you know, caught them at home. But no, they were, Colts were on the road against the best defense, and they still they, did that. Yeah. They Jonathan Taylor, besides week one and two, has literally been the best player in the NFL and fantasy this year. After, yeah. so after that two week little, oh, time to wake up, he's been the best. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, he's been unreal. You know, early on, they, they weren't giving him enough run. And I think, I don't know if he's like, he's not necessarily one of those guys that needs enough carries to get going because he had 85 yards or something in the first quarter, I think. I mean, he, right. went, he went nuts. But well, it I doesn't th- hurt to give the guy, just feed the guy, you know? Right. And I think also what they started to realize is in the beginning, they wanted to see how Carson Wentz could do it. They kind of made it more Carson Wentz-centric. And I'm like, nope. I mean, he did okay, but let's just focus is make it a Jonathan Taylor Thomas centric offense, please. Let's give it a Simba all day, all day. And that overshadowed what was another great day by Austin Eckler <laughs> yeah. as well. So we can maybe call him baby Simba. Kion is Simba's baby. Um, <laughs> oh, Kiara, I don't wow. know. I, you knew that. Lion guard. Yeah. Lion guard. Great, great cartoon. Um, Austin Eckler had himself a day as well. A respectable four touchdowns, two rushing, two receiving 41 and a half points. Okay. Can Monster I just, day. can I just bring this up? So, um, in my neighborhood league, I was playing against my boy Jason, guest host, uh, a few weeks back. That's right. That's right. So listen to who he had. Okay, so first, I had Austin Eckler. I was like, this is great. And he had a great day. I had some good performances. But he had 
Jonathan Taylor, 54 points. He had Justin Herbert, who was throwing it to Austin Eckler. He had Justin Jefferson, who had, which we'll get into later, who had a baller game. So, uh, oh yeah. So the best part was I had the Patriots defense and Nick Folk. Which, oh, that's who right. Played on Thursday, so yeah. I started up with 48 points from my defense and my kicker. Feeling Jeez. great going against the best team in the league. I was like, "This is great." He's texting me. This is the worst. <laughs> F the Patriots. All this jazz. I'm feeling good. And then uh, I had no words. <laughs> then Simba happened, <laughs> dude. Uh, that's brutal, man. And I've heard a lot of stories on different podcasts and seen him on on Facebook and Twitter and stuff of people who are like either. I mean, you've seen some people who had Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler and still lost, which is oh, like God. <laughs> stunning to me. But then, yeah, people who are just like, I had the second highest score and I, my team went off. And you're like, yeah, but 54 points against yeah. Jonathan Taylor. What are you going to do? Um, it was a it was a day, one of those days where it's just like big days. And unlike the previous weeks where we had like five or three receivers who went over 100, we had like 10, 12 guys this week. It was a much better offensive week yeah. in general. The scores in our league were reflective of that as well. Um, unfortunately, the Chiefs and Cowboys game, which we hoped would be a just light them shootout. up shootout, was a complete dud. And yeah. I watched a fair amount of that and just sloppy football. Um, without CD and Amari Cooper, the Cowboys are in trouble because no one else can catch a damn ball. Mm-mm. Dalton Schultz can, but he came back a little bit. You can't you can't ride on a you know middle of the pack tight tight end (laughs) you know unless he's travis kelsey or waller like you just can't do that and he's not either of those guys so like cedric wilson was dropping passes left and right noah brown dropping passes left and right i mean it was it was ugly so i mean you talked about zeke getting a little dinged up and so yeah yeah it was just not it was basically worst case scenario for dallas they Um, couldn't get anything going but still what was shocking is that kansas city still didn't like the world on fire you know they had the big week last week but then, you know, come here and yeah, they, they won it. They won it ugly, which is what you got to do at this point in the year. But man, there's still such an enigma to me. Like, which team is it? Is it the high powered Patty Mahomes throwing five touchdowns? Um, or is it the struggling middle of the road offense where the defense here carried them? So it's it's a team you can't figure out, but it's also a team you don't want to play. Yeah, it, it reminded me of a playoff game or a, or a Super Bowl, honestly, where yeah. you have these certain expectations, but the game plan is right and the defense decides to show up and mm-hmm. say, hey, here's how we're going to win. If we're going to win this thing, here's how we're going to do it. Yeah. 19 to 9. I mean, if these two teams were in the Super Bowl, you'd be like, oh, it's going to be a complete shootout, 45 to 41 or something, right? And I wouldn't be shocked, just like last year, you know, where you saw Tampa and Kansas City and you're like, how are they going to stop Kansas City? And defense just kind of clamp, puts the clamps on them, you know, and these teams show up, defenses show up in big games like this. So I was disappointed, but not stunned by this. But I mean, 19 to nine, I didn't see that coming. That's, yeah, for, no. that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, on the other side of things, the Packers and Vikings was the shootout that we wanted. That, that was a game. game. That was that a was great a game. game. Uh, just back and forth until the very end. It's sort of like whoever's got the ball last kind of thing. Rogers went off 385 and four touchdowns. Cousins went off for 341 and three touchdowns. Devontae Adams and then Marquez Valdez-Scantling both had over 100. Jefferson, Justin Jefferson went off Ugh. eight catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns. I'll have to tell you, your boy Dalvin had 100-plus total yards and a yeah, touchdown. I'll take, I'll take his game. I'll take it. It was good. It was good. Justin Herbert wanted to play in that game. He had 382 and three touchdowns, and he ran I mean, for rush. 90 yards. That was the kicker. Rush oh, for my 90 gosh. yards. Dude, I remember watching this guy in college at Oregon, and I remember that I watched the Rose Bowl specifically against Wisconsin. Yeah. It's a great game, and I was just thinking – this dude's going to be trouble, man, because he they used to run a read option. 
in at Oregon or an RPO at least where, where he could, he could fake a handoff and he could either run or he could pass it. And he's, he's obviously very tall. He's long strides, but he's fast as well. He's the same measurables as Josh Allen. So you see Josh Allen running all the which time. Which is so deceiving. I do not picture him as the same stature as Josh Allen, which is crazy because Josh is. Allen's a big man. He is a yeah. big guy. Herbert is tall as shit and, and he's not, I don't know that you say he's quite as thick as Josh Allen. He may not be, but no, he, he runs as fast as Josh Allen and he has the same, you know, kind of move. So like this dude can burn you when he's out in the open and he doesn't, hasn't been doing it a ton during his career, but this just shows you what he's capable of. Why do I always just picture Matthew McConaughey and dazed and confused though, as his character? Like I see Justin Herbert. That's who I just always picture. Like, all right, all right, all right. Like that's all I see. He's very cool and he's very um, sheepish. Like he's he's kind of shy and like yeah. doesn't doesn't love. But he doesn't seem shy. It just like, seems like that kind of laid back surfer guy kind of yeah. thing. He's very laid back. It's fitting. It's in L.A. It is in L.A. He's pretty laid back. Um, I, I'm lobbying to get designations changed for Debo and Jones <laughs> to have running back eligibility. <laughs> yeah, Debo was the leading rusher in the game. Eight carries for 79 yards and a touchdown. He only had one catch for 15 yards. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean. I'm not mad about it. I mean, he got a right. touchdown, but I mean, okay. Throw someone else in the backfield. You don't need to put your best playmaker. If, I am I a mean, little worried if he's going between the tackles at all. Like, right. You don't, you don't want to give him. I mean, most of his stuff is like off pitches, the edge. Yeah. You know, pitches are off the edge or sweeps or whatever. But a lot of it's like he's lining up as a running back, getting handoffs and going just I mean, tackle, right tackle. You know, they're basically going in, in playoff push mode and just say, okay, we need to do anything and everything to pull out the stops to get a win. And I guess Debo's next man up. It's working. I'll say yeah. that it is working because they've won the last two by doing this and they've looked, they've won convincingly. So yeah. I guess that's fine. Jalen hurts on the other hand, 69 yards and three rushing touchdowns. <laughs> He's the vulture of all vultures in, no um, in Philadelphia. He's been running like crazy, man. It's been keeping his game afloat. He's only thrown for like 175, 180 yards. So a game, but... is Miles Sanders technically Jalen hurts his handcuff. Would I guess, yeah, I guess that's right. Um, <laughs> I guess that'll let miles throw and see how he does. Who knows? Right. He might have a cannon. Um, that Steelers and Chargers game, I thought this was really interesting because I, I really thought the Steelers were going to win this game. So we're they looking were. at the end of the game, and I watched the whole fourth quarter there, and I was just like, they're going to come back. I'll be darned. Like, they got a punt that the guy, like, dropped it or kickoff the guy dropped it on, like, a three, and they returned to the three or four-yard line, touchdown. They had an interception that bounced off the guy's helmet, and then the dude their and way. caught it. Like, it was falling their way, and the momentum was going their way. And the stat came up. They were 0 and 230. <laughs> When trailing by 17 or more See, in the fourth quarter. And I was like, it's time to bust a streak. Man. But that's the announcer curse, too. It's always like, this it guy is. hasn't missed, 50, has made 50 straight field goals. And right. he comes in, doink, doink, triple doink. Yep, that's true. That's true. Um, but, alas, complete blown coverage. They were saying because Mika Fitzpatrick wasn't in the game at safety, he would have covered this up mike williams gets a wide open touchdown which i'm salty about i was just gonna say your dumbass was losing <laughs> in DraftKings, and he gets this last minute wide open touchdown pass i'm like son of a bitch oh yeah i'm watching that game and i'm looking at a DraftKings lineup and it said i had one player we both had a player remaining for monday night and i knew we both had godwin so i was like okay yeah. well, damn it that's a wash so i can't gain any ground there i said okay i'm down by seven. Oh crap all i have is mike williams playing and, and the game's almost over dang it and then, like, I refresh it, watch him. I'm like, oh, my God, Mike Williams, 53-yard touchdown. I was so happy. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was so pissed watching that. Uh, 
And that wasn't like I was going to chip away at your lead season long, but at least no. like a weekly W, I was like, I'll take the weekly W. We both shit the bed in, in daily, right? So yes, I was like, I'll take it. I'll take it. Whatever. I'll take it's a, a gross fest. win. It's a turd fest. I'll take it. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, let's hit some blind resumes. What do you maybe, say? Maybe Mike Williams will appear on the blind resumes. I don't know. Ooh, okay. Spoiler alert. Be, he's not on it. Is it going to be below average receiver output for the last four weeks? <laughs> Uh, so how many you got, man? I got two for you. Two. Yeah, I got okay. two. You want to go first? Or you want to go second? I'll give you my, uh, I got quarterbacks. I'll give you my quarterbacks first. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. And we may want, we may done one of these guys. I don't know. Um, all right. So last four weeks, last four weeks, average. Oh, okay. oh, that's how you get me. That's right. You do the averages. Okay. I will tell you they both played four games. Okay. But we're going to do averages last four weeks. Okay. QB one, 272 yards per game. 1.5 touchdowns and 1.3 interceptions. Ooh, okay. He's got four and a half rushes per game for 31 yards. And he has one touchdown over that span. So one touchdown, not average. He's had not one average. touchdown in those four games. Okay. Yeah. Four and a half rushes per game, 31 yards per game. Oh, one touchdown per total. Game. Okay. Got it, yeah. Got one it. touchdown total is 22.03 points per game in our league. The way we score. Okay. And for you guys listening, like, we do six-point passing touchdowns, which yep. is different than some of the leagues. QB2, 230 yards per game. Okay. Two touchdowns per game, so a little more touchdowns. Uh, only a half an interception per game, so he has two, touch- two interceptions over that four-game span. Mm-hmm. Uh, one rush per game, 4.5 <laughs> yards rushing per game, okay. but also has one total rushing touchdown over the four weeks. And he is averaging 21.65 points per game. Wow, okay. Both played four. Interesting. So obviously one is a pure pocket passer, PPP, and uh, other guy can scramble. At first I was thinking QBA was uh, your boy Jalen, but I don't think his passing yards are that high. The yeah. passing touchdowns and interception rate looks more apt to it, and then it's probably his rushing yards are too low. So it's not Jalen. Um, all right, but who would I want? Uh, shoot. I typically don't go for running quarterbacks, but – I like what he's doing. I like the 31 yards a game. Uh, it's a little disappointing. He's got one touchdown, but you know, no, screw it. I don't like it. I don't like his touchdown to interception ratio. I'm going with QB two. QB two taking care of the ball. Yep. All right. QB two is Trevor Simeon. Oh, I regret my decision. <laughs> <laughs> he has been QB 11 Ugh. during that stretch. Disgusting. All right. Is that crazy? QB one is Josh Allen. Who has been QB eight? Oh, I regret my decision. I regret this immensely. It's not so much to highlight Allen having average numbers, which he's a little below his his typical mark, right? Yeah. But it's that Trevor Simeon has kind of quietly been like serviceable, pretty money. Yeah, and that first, so he's played all four games. So the first one, he only played like half, you know, because that's when that's when Jameis got hurt. Uh, I'm going to go like vomit real games. quick as I yeah. just made that. So don't you mind should. me. You should. <laughs> Wow. Uh, he's he's kind of lighting it up. Some of his garbage time, so, you know, right. some of his like, comeback mode or whatever. But, but honestly, in fantasy, sometimes you kind of want to play for that. That's why oh, Matthew Stafford in the past has always been a great fantasy quarterback. You don't garbage care about time. that. Yep. Wow. Like okay. Your boy. So I am nauseous as I give you tight ends. So okay, okay I did tight ends, and the only reason I did it is because I found this interesting. So I too did the last four weeks, uh, did totals. And this is just to show what a dumpster fire the uh, tight end position is this year. Okay. So one of these guys has played four games and one of these guys has played three. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to tell you which one is which. Okay. 
So tight end A has 32 targets for, again, this is past four weeks, 32 targets, 22 receptions, 288 yards, and one touchdown. Tight end B has 19 targets, 15 receptions, 185 yards, and three touchdowns. I think you can probably tell who's played more games. I think that's probably pretty obvious. I mean, assuming that the lower stats mean less games, but with tight ends, you never know, right? Right. Okay, so 32, 22 ca- catches, 288, and a touchdown. Yep. The one, right? Okay. One of them is not Trevor Simeon. So you got, you're looking at um, about six catches for 70 yards per game for one of these guys. And then you're looking at, if it's three games, you're looking at five for 60-ish. 60-ish and a touchdown every game. I mean, I got to go with a guy who's getting five for 16 a touchdown on average, I think, right? I mean, that seems to me like that's the play. Okay, so you're going with tight end B? <laughs> Assuming he's only got... <laughs> Three games in that four game span. Yeah, I like that. I like tight end B. So tight end B is Jeff Swint. No, just kidding. Uh, tight end B. <laughs> tight end B is George Kittle. Okay. Okay. That makes so sense. He, yeah. He has done that in three games. And it's been pretty um, much that. It's been like 55 for 60 in a touchdown, like kind of just right mm-hmm. there. And tight end A, who did this in four games, was Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So the reason why I kind of did this is I, I pulled up tight ends in the last four weeks. Travis Kelsey was ranked one just based on total fantasy points. He's played four games. He's got 62 fantasy points. George Kittle was third, and he's only played three games. And now is at 51 points in three games because he had their bye week or he was hurt. One of the one of the two. Yeah. So it was I just was so astounded that a guy who's played three games is just slightly behind the number one overall ranked tight end in the game who's played four. And that Kittle who's played three is still the top three. Yeah. So these tight ends suck, man. That was the reason why I was like, God, tight ends are such a dumpster. Tight so, ends suck. I mean, both these guys are good. You can't go wrong with either one, but it was just more to highlight how sad it is in the tight end world. And then Jeff Swaim somewhere who has unfortunately had a concussion and <laughs> couldn't play this week, but he's probably tied in four on the uh, he last is, four games. in the last four weeks. <laughs> okay. I've got a, I have a bit of a different one, completely different for you this time. So Ooh. we'll see how it works. Okay. Um, I find it interesting more so than like, who would you rather kind of thing. So who would you rather? This is a flex over the last four weeks. So it's going to be a little, it's, it's not an apple. It's apples to oranges. Okay. Okay. But the point totals are, are real similar. So last four weeks, one of these is a running back, and I'll give you the running back first. Okay. The running back has 50 carries, 217 yards, and three touchdowns. He's got 18 catches for 163 yards Damn. And, and three touchdowns. Okay. 92 points over the last four weeks. These are ballers. Okay. okay. Running back. Got it. The wide receiver, 25 catches, 349 yards, and four touchdowns. Okay. Three rushes for 38 yards and another touchdown. 93.7 points. Hmm. Uh, Wow. Okay. So these are over the last four weeks. Mm -hmm. So running backs getting you 50 yards, a little over 50 yards a game, a little over 40 yards receiving. That's almost... 
almost five catches a game. Man, I'm liking what I'm seeing there, that running back. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers getting good yardage. Good amount of catches, about six catches a game. Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with the um, the running back. Okay. The running back is Austin Eckler, who has been RB3 of the last four weeks. And just, a lot of those touchdowns obviously came four of them this week, but he's yeah. been consistent too. The other yes. three games, he was also rock solid. The wide receiver, wide receiver four over the last four weeks yeah. is Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. On the okay. Jets. Okay. The dude has been balling out of control. He has more points than Austin Eckler over four weeks. And it's not a function of receivers get more points than running backs because they're pretty evenly split. This is wide receiver four versus RB three over the wow. last four weeks. Isn't that crazy? I that, that was wild. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I just thought that was insane. And it's not, it's again, it's not all in one game. I mean, it's pretty consistently spread out. That's true. Yeah. He's been, he's been hot. Uh, I think I, I'm, I'm happy with my Austin Eckler pick. So I think that was like the Tums to calm my soothing, soothing my stomach from the Trevor <laughs> Simeon pick. But um, <laughs> it, does, it is a little better for you. That's true. So I, I feel a little better now. So thank you for that. But shoot, I, I mean, we'll talk about it real quick later, but I just made a trade with Drader and he actually jokingly offered me Elijah Moore instead of Terry McLaurin. I mean, shoot, I maybe should have had him throw in Elijah Moore. Yeah, you should have. Okay. Well, I liked it. Interesting. A little flex play. Yep. All right. I just have straight up wide receivers. You're getting too creative for me, man. You're uh I had to mix it up, man. You are. You're doing good. I like it. All right. Wide receivers. Last four weeks. So wide receiver A, 48 targets, 35 receptions, 391 yards, and Uno touchdown. That's one, because I know you took French. Um, in. Uh, And he, oh, both these guys have played four games. Wide receiver B, 31 receptions for 20, excuse me, 31 targets, 24 receptions, 336 yards, and four touchdowns. Hang on a second. Hang on a second here. (laughs) See, you screwed me by you saying, so yes, wide receiver B. This is Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. I'm pulling up the numbers on our Yahoo League, and when I pulled him last night, it was 349 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, so when you said that, I was like, I have something different because I have 336 yards and four touchdowns. But anyway, that's splitting hairs with the amount of yards. And it's one more reception, technically. So maybe there's a stat correction. Stat correction? He lost a catch. (laughs) He lost a catch and eight yards. Yeah, he lost like a... It became a run. 13-yard catch. Oh, you know what it may have, actually? See? Stack correction. Um, Save me okay. one here. So anyway, yes. So so wide receiver B is Elijah Moore. Damn you. Wide receiver A, 48 uh, targets, 35 receptions, 391 yards, and one touchdown. So more catches, more yards, but less More touchdowns. catches, more targets. So what I've said yards. historically, and I think I would stick with this, historically I've said, like, give me the guy with the volume because touchdowns yeah. are kind of hard to predict. And so I'd probably go with wide receiver A there, not because I know B is a lot right. more. No, I, I know that Elijah Moore is a stud, but I think opportunity wise, you get the ball in your hands more frequently. You've got a better shot of scoring, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you're going with A. I'm going with A. Yeah. So wide receiver A on the same team is Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen. Interesting. So yeah. So according to my stats, which I pulled up, uh, Elijah Moore is wide receiver one for the past four weeks. And Keenan Allen was five, but only two points separating him. I'll take Keenan Allen. <laughs> I'll just take Keenan Allen. <laughs> With all that being um, said, get out of here, Elijah. I love you. Yeah. 
I like Elijah Moore a lot. I got to tell you, like I do like him a lot. And I think uh, weirdly Joe Flacco makes me more confident in starting him. Like if Zach Wilson comes back, I'm worried about Elijah Moore because they did not have a connection, you know? Right. I mean, I feel like with, with Zach Wilson, it, he's still in his welcome to the NFL as we've seen by his four interceptions versus the Patriots or even more in the second game. So, but Flacco, yeah, he's not going to light anything up. He's not going to wow you. He's not going to, but he's competent. He's going to make the plays he needs to. And Elijah Moore can be the beneficiary of that because he can be the one that's running the right route, timing, all that kind of stuff. Um, whereas Zach Wilson might hit more home runs for you occasionally, but Flacco's kind of more of the, you know what you're getting, you know what to expect. Whereas yeah. Zach Wilson, you don't know what to expect yet. And when it comes to positional players, I think you want a guy where you know what to expect, even if he's mm-hmm. not great, right? It's at least a little more predictable. Okay. Hell, that's why this may sound weird, but maybe Andy Dalton, if he stays in for a little while, might be beneficial for someone like an Allen Robinson. True. Yeah. It is although Allen Robinson quit, so he's, he's Oh, that's right. He's here. not in the NFL anymore. <laughs> like, this he is, is a, this yeah. is dumb. He's sad. All right. Um great job on the blind resumes. And damn a lot of more are getting both. When you said that, I was like, crap. Because when you were saying a stat, I'm like, wait a second. Hang on. But they're slightly off. So I was like, maybe it's not. <laughs> maybe it's not. It's just bizarre. Um, let me, let's me let give us some waiver wire targets here, okay? Let's do it. I've got, um, I think in quarterbacks, obviously Andy Dalton and Tim Boyle are the hottest pickups of the week. They're going to use your priority. Like use, use waiver priority one. Number one. If you're excited about this waiver, this Thursday Thanksgiving matchup, it's going to be money in the bank. I know Fox Sports is so happy that this is going on. They've so got, they've got to be they are jazzed for Thanksgiving. Um, it, it, I thought Cam looked pretty good, honestly, in the game against Washington. He had 186 passing yards. wasn't great, but he had two passing touchdowns. He's very efficient. He was like 20 to 25 or something. Mm-hmm. 10 rushes, 46 yards, and another touchdown. He's scoring a lot of fantasy points, and, and he actually looked pretty solid as well. So, again, I think he's – that's his first official start, you know, <laughs> Of the season, <laughs> which is crazy, but yeah, you know, so I, I mean, I think he's definitely startable, and especially if you've got someone like Tannehill who's been struggling and the offense is just collapsing around him, and you you drafted him as like a top ten, top twelve guy. Cam Newton could be your could be your option there, we and he has backs. he has resurrected Robbie Anderson. He got five catches again, so watch out Robbie for Robbie coming a man on fire, coming on strong. Hey, but yeah. real quick about Cam, do you think that hurts uh, McCaffrey's stats? No. I really don't okay. like, and they, I think there was like a lot of conversation about, Hey, is he going to vulture touchdowns from McCaffrey? And mm-hmm. it's like, well, he did when he was there before, but McCaffrey still got his Yeah, and McCaffrey's still getting eight to 10 catches per game. <laughs> you know, like he's still getting a ton of receiving work. Um, and Cam knows how to, how to use him in the system. Okay. Have, yeah, I was right? just, just curious. Think of all those years, those, those couple years, I guess when they play together, it was never an issue for McCaffrey. Okay. You know, you get frustrated because you'd be like, he could have had even more. Right. But that's just kind of the byproduct. Like you also would say that opens up run lanes when you have a running quarterback. So it, it helps your running back to have that sometimes. And then other times he vultures. Yeah. Uh, at the running back position, I'd say check your waiver wires and just see who's available. Like if Devontae Freeman's available, it's not the sexiest name this year in particular, but he's had, he scored touchdowns before the last five games. All yeah. right. And he had, he had another great game this week, 20 points. He's running decently. He's a lead back, I think. Latavius Murray came back this week, but he's not. I mean, we've been saying it all year. He's not. He's not. The he's option. not the guy. <laughs> he's not the guy. Um, and Freeman's been looking a lot better in the uh, New York Jets backfield. You got Tevin Coleman. I, I assume he's going to be the lead back. Ty Johnson's going to mix in there as a third down back. 
they could be serviceable. I don't know that I'd use a waiver wire pick on that unless you're like really desperate or in a deep league. Shoot, watch the uh, watch the trend now. Watch Elijah Moore start lining up in the backfield. It's like, oh, let's just put our wide receivers back there. Maybe you will. Oh, they have to be like a monster hulking man. So That's maybe true. More that like is a, not Elijah. Corey Davis is more likely. Uh, <laughs> that word. Uh, and then this is not a waiver pickup, but keep an eye on Matt Breida. Like, I don't know what's going on in Buffalo, but Neither the last two weeks, he's been the best back in the backfield. And he's been snaking and touchdowns, man. I don't know what's going on, but like all of a sudden out of absolutely nowhere, like out of not even playing, I don't know if he's injured or practice squad or what, not even playing all of a sudden he's like their lead back, you know? Mm -hmm. So keep an eye on it. I, again, you shouldn't have to use a waiver on that, but if you want to pick him up in free agency and stash him one more week and see what happens. Worth a stash. Who who knows? He's running the best of the guys they've got right now. So that's got to count for something. All right. At receiver. Again, check your waivers. I don't know percentage-wise what these guys are owned, but Darnell Mooney, back-to-back 20-point games, and he's been double digits the last four, four of the last five. He's looking good in Chicago. If he's available, I'd go get him. He's the number one option there. Robinson is not healthy and not happy and sad on the sideline. He's not going to play. <laughs> this guy's a big play waiting to happen, Mooney. He took a screen pass, 50, 60 yards for a touchdown this week. He is fast. He's very fast. Uh, go get him. Brandon Ayuk. We've been saying this name for several weeks. Another yes. big game with Debo in the backfield. He was the main receiver seven for 85 and a touchdown this week. I think honestly though, better. he's been benefiting from George Kittle being back too. Cause really that opens up the defenses are really going to have to focus on Kittle. Cause he's just a big guy who can, he's the Gronk esque, you know, Gronk junior kind of thing where he can be, he'll take some cornerback coverage. Safety's got to look out for him. And so that opens up for Brandon Ayuk and, you know, he, if you look at him, the three weeks Kittle's been back. Ayuk's been right up there with him scoring. So, yeah, it's been a big benefit. This is a situation where, like, sometimes it's best if everybody's hurt and you're the only guy left because you yeah. have all the volume, which was Debo early in the season. And Debo is going to get it anyway because he's just a freak. But sometimes it's better for you to have everybody healthy. And, yeah, there's more mouths to feed, but it's tough to cover everybody. Mm-hmm. you got three good receiving options now. And so, to your point, Ayuk is getting single coverage more often. On their third, Debo, on their third, yeah, third cornerback. Yeah, on the third cornerback. Yeah, so you're, you're putting their worst corner against him, like a nickel corner. Maybe he's coming out of the slot even. So, yeah, he's getting he's getting open, and he's catching the ball finally. He was, had some drops early on. Uh, he's looking pretty good. If you're in a deeper league or wide receiver desperate, here are some other guys to consider. I don't think you'll need to use a waiver claim, but again, in a deep league, you might. Traquan Smith, double-digit points, three of the last four. He's the team's top target in New Orleans. Not a ton of yards, but he's there in a pinch. He's got a solid floor because of the volume he does have. Um, and as we saw, Trevor Simeon lighting things up. So Simeon watch lighting it up. 20 plus points per game. My Stud. new quarterback. Your new QB. Um, in Jacksonville. So with Jamal Agnew being out for the season, I think and I hope you'll see LaVisca Chenault come in there. Uh, he's very talented. Not sure why he kind of fell off the last several weeks, but I think he'll be back in action. And I think he had five or six targets this past week. So I think he'll he should come back to the top of the depth chart there. Uh, aside your boy Marvin Jones and then in Dallas if you need somebody Thursday or you want to do a dart throw in DFS (laughs) Cedric Wilson is probably their most reliable backup receiver so Gallup is back and Gallup should be the guy on Thursday if CD can't play but he's going to get the coverage like a number one and he's not really a number one so Cedric Wilson is another guy that Dak trusts even though he drops like everything uh, but he's he should be viable. He trusts him to drop everything. Is that what you're saying? He trusts him more than the other guys who drop even more. So I don't know. It's not a great situation, but he's going to get volume, I think. And and honestly, it could be a decent DFS play. 
And then in um, Nashville, we talked about this, Nick Westbrook-Akina. Marcus Johnson hurt his hamstring. AJ's been in and out of the lineup. Julio's still on IR. Somebody's got to catch passes against New England. And if AJ does play, you know they're going to try and take AJ out of the game. So Westbrook-Akina could be the only viable receiver in that game. Uh, um, AJ, come on. Come on, AJ. I know, man. I'm with you. I want to see it. So pretty slim pickings on the waiver wire this week, but um, a couple of injuries have opened up some opportunities and then some guys that I think are just not getting a lot of love might still be floating around out there. Okay. What waiver, what waiver priority are you right now? I am, I believe, number two. Are you? Yeah. Who are you going after? I was going to say, who are you going to waiver wa- or uh, use your priority for and then trade for like uh, equivalent of Zeke? What are you going to do this time? Uh, you know, I don't think I'm going to do anything. I think I'm just going to sit on this number two for a while. <laughs> of course, my brother's sitting on the first wave. You are too. That's right. Trying to screw me. Uh, no doubt he wants to screw me on something, but whatever. Your brother got kind of clobbered this week. He did. He was garbage this week. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm in a, so let's give an update here. I'm in a very strong first place position. Yes, three game. Are. I have a three game moat around me. I have the most points in the league. I'm doing well at 10 and one. Uh, Towel is in second place. At seven and four and about a hundred less points, but he's got a good squad and he has shown up and down tendencies this season, but he yeah, is okay. a tough, he's gonna be a tough out um, in the playoffs. You squeak back into the playoff hunt. I'm You're back in now back in that six right. spot. Got a good win. Five and, five and six after a good trade that you well, executed. Tell everybody about your trade here. Well, I was going to say, well, Kemper and I, you know, we, we mentioned it on Tuesday or when did we mention it? Last Thursday? Thursday, Thursday, yeah. Friday. Oh, Friday it was on the trade deadline. That's right. On the trade deadline special that Kemper and I were, were very close to executing a trade where I was going to give him DeAndre Hopkins and George Kittle, and he was going to give me TJ Hawkinson and Chris Godwin. So, you know, we, I, ironically enough, I was the one kind of not unsure on the fence about it. And then Sunday came and I, I finally got through it. I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's do this trade. And then Mr. Waffle Iron over here says, <laughs> uh, I'm not so sure I'm going to ride with Hawk and I guess Chris Godwin. So, um, so that trade I got nervous, through. man. Got I got nervous. nervous. I, get I got nervous about nuke. It's all it was. It was like, there's a chance the guy, and this is, no one is saying this, all right. right? But this is, oh, this is hey. just, this has happened with other receivers. There's a chance he's done for the year or something it, crazy. You know, you know what? And I'm just like, Hamstrings are just something you don't want to mess around with. He's a he's as good of a player as Godwin this this season. I think he'd be a it'd be a great it'd be a snag for me. I would be happy to have him. He mm-hmm. would be money. <laughs> I mean, Kittle is an upgrade, right? Kittle is an upgrade from Hawkinson. But on the off chance that that Nuke doesn't play again, you know, I've got some guys on my bench, but the matchups aren't what I love. And now AB's got this vaccine <laughs> fraud thing going on. I'm like, what if he's does. done for the year? Like, what if he gets a felony charge and goes to how many ass prison? Like, I don't, I don't want to ride with what I got, you know, and like, and have to worry about if nukes can play or not. So I just got real nervous about it. No, you know, I get it. Uh, I have no, no ill will, especially, you know, sometimes it just comes down to those gut feelings. And if you're not feeling it with nuke, I get it. I just can't wait till you and I face off in the championship round and uh, nuke gives me 40. So just, he, he, he just know that's coming. So anyway, with that deal falling through, I was then scrambling because I did not feel good with my wide receiver situation coming into this week and me knowing I needed to get this win. So I was looking for a wide receiver and uh, made a deal with Drader. I traded away George Kittle and Cortland Sutton, uh, who was on buy, so I couldn't even play him this week anyway. So it was kind of like a waste of a week for me, as we talked about in the trade special. And uh, I got in return Terry McLaurin and Dalton Schultz. So McLaurin was a big upgrade for me at wide receiver. I inserted him right into the starting lineup, 
didn't ha- he's already done with his bye week and he had a great game for me and uh schultz was very serviceable got me 11 points himself so i was happy with the trade it got me the win this week so hopefully we can keep it rolling and i can sneak my way back into maybe even a higher seed we'll see i think it's a great point you're making too though like this is a weekly game you have to win yep. week to week to week and so like for this week you were good and you'll worry about next week when next week comes because at this at this point you're in fight for your life mode you yeah know? like we're well, just like I've, i have to win every game one at a time and it's going to take a different combination of players and maybe i have to do another trade next week to make this thing work to and tell you the maybe- truth i'm thinking about it because unfortunately i do have some late bye weeks so i'm basically yeah. in playoff mode right now because i just it's win or go home for me basically if i lose another game it's it could be game over it could, it could be the end yeah so, so i think that's a great deal for you it's not an unfair trade because i think like kittle's an obvious upgrade over schultz and so Drader gets a, a, a really good tight end. I didn't look at his depth on wide receiver, but I'm assuming he's got other guys he can play. He's got Tyree Kill, so he's fine. <laughs> yeah. And Elijah Moore, who's been killing it. Yeah. With either 84 or 93 points. <laughs> Whichever. <four> <laughs> um, and so like I think it's a it's a fair enough deal um for him and for and it helps your team in a position that you really needed the help. So good good move. Good move hey, on. Hey, but most importantly, how'd your mom do this week? My mom won again. Yes, she got off, off the loss. She comes back with a win. I like the rebounding. She's Great fine. Job. Ten and one. Don't worry about her. She's ten and one. First place in her league. The trolls are doing well. Ten and one. First yes. place in the league. She's doing well. Good. Um, she's back. She's Wasn't back. Worried. Now Wasn't she's worried. got. I will tell you, she's got a few guys that she's worried about, like DK Metcalf, who's kind of like, what's going on in Seattle right now? You know, like she's got AJ Brown. Is he going to ever play? Got Zeke got Patriots this banged week. up. Worried about that. She got Zeke a little bit banged up, but she's also got Cooper Cup coming off of the bye. There we go. Oh yeah, she won with Cup on her bye. I mean, that's she won with that's Cup a on big her win bye, on his bye. Yeah, that's right. So she's doing well. Um, speaking of moms, I want to give a shout out to Amelie. Amelie is on the email list now and is going to be enjoying <laughs> our emails. She's excited to see what this is all about. Yes, she was very big happy to out. see that she got quoted in the description. So she was very proud of that fact. Yeah. What yeah. is a well, podcast? If it weren't for them. It wouldn't be <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, very true. So, good on that. Speaking of the email, join the email list, guys. Get in there and check it out. It's fun. It's once a week. We're not going to blow you up. It's an entertaining, funny um amazing artfully masterful all of the things email.foldingthecheese.com and just put in your email address we'll send you one a week if you don't want any more unsubscribe if you there, love it there are more pictures they can't have anymore but there are pictures there's a just oh just so much good stuff i don't want to give it away so just sign up for the email Pictures, GIFs, GIFs, whatever you call them. They're do you in say there. GIF or GIF? Which one do you I say, say? I say GIF. I yeah. say GIF. Yeah. I'm in on GIF because GIF is a, peanut butter. Yeah, so. I'm not a savage. Yeah, I, I agree. But you know, I'm not trying to offend people. But if you I say am. GIF, you're wrong. I am with GIF and GIF, so yes. Yeah. Speaking but of hey. offending people, shout out to the keyboard warrior who gave us a one-star review on Apple. <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> D-bag. Here's the thing. I have no problem with one-star reviews. I would just like oh, to know sure. why. I just yeah, want to hear why. Just give us some constructive criticism. I mean, that's not helpful, you know? Hey, if you just said, jerk. I hate Ethan's voice, I will speak in an accent. I will try. Do it now. Do it. Do it. For whatever reason, I'm I'm good at Australian. I don't, I don't know why. It's just kind of, that's what my go-to. Would we call that good? Would I would. call that good? I would. I feel good <laughs> about it. But hey, right, man, so, you, know what this, you know what this week is? It's another rivalry week. It's another rivalry week. It's not the official one, but it's the FITC rivalry week. Unfortunately, 
as I am fighting for my playoff life, I have to play the number one overall team, and that is Mr. Camp Patrol. Maybe I'll so, rest my starters this week and give them a break. I think give they need a break. Off. Give them Thanksgiving off. You know? I, you know what? That would just be a good manager, just to show them you care. Just you saying. can imagine the collusion emails I would get if I <laughs> take my whole team this week. You'd be like, uh, this is bullshit. I'm out. What, what was this? Yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, so, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm, unfortunately, I'm, yeah, I'm, unfortunately, I'm predicted right now to lose by 18. So, I've got that going for me. But as we all know, projections don't really mean too much. I think last time we played, I was predicted to win by 10, and I ended up losing by probably around 10. It was a terrible week, if you remember. We both That's right. were god-awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just hoping uh, Simba just comes back down to earth and goes week one or two route. That's the only thing I can hope for. He he rules the Pride Lands. He's in charge of this league. I'm just going to change the league name to the Pride Lands and just let him <laughs> run free. Let him do his thing. Um, spread the word about the podcast. Tell a friend. Write a review that's not a one star, unless you want to say something about it. If you want to write a one star, like say something about it. That's cool. Um, give us a review. Send us a note on Facebook. Check out our Facebook page, Folding the Cheese. Um, Twitter handles we got at the FITC podcast. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, I'm at Kemper Troll. If you want to hit me up individually and talk trash about the podcast and you don't want the pod- podcast to get his feelings hurt, I get it. Hit us up. Tell a friend. Spread the word. Everybody have. A wonderful Thanksgiving, but we're gonna be back That's tomorrow. Right. Yes, yeah, special, special Wednesday episode. Woo! Just two two episodes in two days. How? What a treat! Back to back. It's a lot of us, and you're gonna love it. Yes, sir. Well, hey. Well, I guess on that note, one suck it rivalry week, but two keep on folding. Suck it. Keep folding. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in the boys' hole. <laughs>